one fund on point for today, the expert to talk about it. This is the ETF of the week. Welcome to the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon. He is the vice chairman at Vetify and Vetify.com, a site that can help you with everything you need to be a better investor, particularly in exchange traded funds. Tom, great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is the Vanek Vectors Morningstar Wide Moat ETF. Ticker symbol M-O-A-T. Moat, the Vanek Vectors Morningstar Wide Moat ETF. Now, two important names in the, the ETF space in that headline. Vanek, of course, the fund sponsor. Morningstar, the ones who put together the methodology for the Wide Moat ETF, explain why a Wide Moat is an interesting play at a time when... I don't know that competitive advantages are the first thing that people are thinking about, given inflation and everything else. Well, you're, you're right, Chuck. However, we've had kind of a topsy-turvy year. We know that there's a lot of money on the sidelines. And as people have money on the sidelines and they're torn about, do I go back into the market with the money on the sidelines? Do I take more money out and put it on the sidelines? It's important to have a plan and it's important to have confidence that you're not just operating on your gut. That's why we talk about trends. And when we look about long-term trends, this ETF is below its trend line, just like the S&P 500 is below its trend line right now. However, while you're on the sidelines for a portion of your portfolio, if you are a trend follower, it's really important that you have some type of idea that when trends change, what do you buy? And sometimes to help out the emotional aspect of your decision-making, it's nice to look at quality stocks. And the Wide Moat Index is just chock full of quality stocks. I look at this index kind of like the Warren Buffett Index. He loves moat-type stocks. And when you look at the companies that are in this ETF, companies like Kellogg's, BlackRock, Boeing, Etsy, Ecolabs, I mean... They're, in their own way, very special, and they do have competition, but the competition isn't as tough because these companies themselves have done a great job over time building up that moat, and their moats keep getting bigger and bigger. This is an interesting one to me when I look at the numbers and I dig in, because as you talk about, we're looking at 200-day moving averages to see what trends are. But- we also look at what has a fund done. Now, an interesting place to look at this particular fund, the Van Eck Vectors Morningstar Wide Mode ETF, would be Morningstar.com, where the fund earns a five-star rating. But when you look at annualized returns, there's an interesting thing happening. Over the last decade, where there was a stretch, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, where the fund was between number one in its peer group and never worse than the top 15 percentile of its peer group. Three top 6% finishes. Then you get every other year in the last 10 years, and the fund is significantly below average. The best would be 60th percentile. So is this a bit of a feast or famine, which is not really what you expect with Wide Moat, but is there a reason 
that we should say, hey, at times when people crave consistency, this fund will deliver? Like, is that what we're looking for? I think so. I think it's talking about quality stocks, talking about not just quality or value, but talking about companies that continue to grow well and do well over time. I mean, Chuck, you and I talk about it all the time. Coming out of the financial crisis, if all you did was buy the S&P 500, you did really, really well. And why was that? It's because there's a handful of stocks that have a high percentage of the market cap of the S&P 500. And that worked great up until the last couple of years when the FANG stocks got roasted. They actually perform worse than the overall index. So with that strategy in mind, how about looking at another group of high quality stocks for different reasons where you feel comfortable when you're ready to go back into the market to diversify a bit? Because still, we're in that same situation where the FANG stocks along with the Tesla and the Microsofts of the world still have a very heavy weighting in the S&P 500. And do you want to die on that sword if we happen to see continued volatility in technology and information technology and communication services sectors and that type of thing? Where this ETF has, for all the right reasons, yes, those sectors, but also other sectors as well, like healthcare, industrials, consumer discretionary, where you might diversify a little bit away from those sectors and those FANG-type stocks, but at the same time, they're proven and they're good quality. It's an interesting point and not one that we touch on all the time. You know, frequently you and I will say, okay, we're looking at a fund that has a big slug of companies that most people will have in their plain vanilla growth fund. This fund probably qualifies. It's a lot of relatively popular names. Is this a case where you add it regardless, or is this where you maybe try to do a little bit of overlap analysis, use a portfolio analyzer, a portfolio x-ray kind of tool to say, hey, how much of this do I have? And if I don't have a lot in my other funds, add this because, again, I want that extra allocation to big moat companies. Well, I, I think the answer is yes on, on a couple fronts. First and foremost, diversification is important. And although you feel you're diversified with the S&P 500, we know for a fact that because of the heavy weighting and the handful of companies, you're not as diversified as you think. So this A gives you an opportunity to diversify, number one. Number two, if you're a trend follower or if you're doing long-term buy and hold, because you have some money on the sidelines right now and you're looking to go into these types of companies, that makes sense. So again, always a big fan of long-term indexing the S&P 500. This, as you point out earlier, this Y-mode index has certainly earned its stripes and it's earned its stripes in a diversified way outside of the S&P 500. It certainly has. And I should point out over the last 15 years, where the S&P up an annualized average of 9.5% roughly, Morningstar's wide mode index up about 12 and two thirds. So that's one more reason why Moat, M-O-A-T, the Van Eck Vectors Morningstar Wide Moat ETF is the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon at vetify.com. Tom, great stuff as always. Look forward to next week already. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production of Vetify 
and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast at MoneyLifeShow.com or by searching for it on your favorite podcast app. If you're seeking out more information on investing in exchange-traded funds, go looking at Vetify.com. They're on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi and Tom Lydon, their vice chairman, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday to help you make the most of your exchange-traded funds. We hope you'll follow along each and every week on your favorite podcast app. And if you have time, leave us a review because they really do help. Until we do this again next week, happy investing, everybody.